And we are glad that you are with us this morning. It is Don and Steve in the morning on a Friday, kind of an icy Friday where we are. But I know it's Friday because Don's wearing the pink this morning. Yes, yes. You know, it, ice cannot stop the pink. <laughs> That's right. The pink and ice, ice princess. Yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah, I know. That's wait, what wait, I'm wait, 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 wait. I'm that's not sure that's a <laughs> <laughs> I was just hoping I could just slide that in there and keep right on going, but you caught no, it. No, 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 my friend. No, 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 no. I, I was thinking about the sparkling ice, and then I heard ice prints. Wait a minute. Wait no, a minute. The ice does sparkle, so you don't mind the ice, right? Ooh, I kind of do mind the ice. You kind of yes, do, okay. I, I kind of do. It it impedes things getting done. It It's, yeah, it's one of those little obstacles that gets in the way that you're like, okay, this is an inconvenience. And then you start to look at what's been happening with this polar vortex. And I was reading a headline in Tennessee this morning that said 17 people have lost their lives Wow, yeah. because of the cold. And that makes, yeah, I mean, that, that just kind of takes the sparkle of the ice and whew, it gives it a perspective that, um, yeah, eternity hangs in the balance every single moment of every single day. And, you know, Steve, I'm, that's why I'm thankful that the Lord gives us opportunities like today to talk about him and introduce him maybe to somebody because we don't know. We that's don't true. know. That we is very, very true. We don't know, yeah. but we know we can be ready. Right. And maybe you've been listening to Moody Radio for a little bit. Maybe you just found us and you're just kind of intrigued by this whole God thing. And why are people always talking about knowing Jesus on this radio station, well, I want to encourage you to go check out our website. There's a link there that uh, if you spend just a few minutes checking that out, I think you might understand why we get so excited about talking about Jesus on Moody Radio. It's mymoodyradio.org, the top right-hand corner. There's a link that says How to Know Christ, and there you can find out more about why a relationship with Jesus that we talk about is so significant. Again, mymoodyradio.org, top right-hand corner, how to know Christ. So you look like you're uh, wide awake and up and ready to rock and roll for a Friday morning. The, what did we say that we're uh, awake or up and awake? And I'm like, well, I'm up anyway. I'm not sure about awake. I'm working on that. Briggsy was saying how he's up, he's awake. And I'm like, okay, good, good. I, I, I got half that going for me. I got the coffee, though. I got the coffee. That's you good. up and awake? I mean, I see you're up, clearly, but wake on this Friday? Uh, but the, the awake is debatable, but I got the coffee going, so hopefully before too long the coffee will do its job and awake will become a reality. Now, Still speaking of coffee, yeah. I, I ground a bunch of coffee yesterday, mm -hmm. and, and then I forgot and left it sitting out in a big bowl. Is it? Can you tell? Is it a little? Is it a little stale this morning? It's it's okay. It's all right. I'm still drinking the coffee from home. So I finished the job of grinding the coffee, put it all back in the bag to keep it fresh and whatever. So yeah. We're oh, good ready job! To rock and roll. Thank you for doing that. I was trying like you were in your office yesterday, and I was trying to hit the grinder button as much as possible to get it going. There just yeah, there's you some logistics close. there. It was only I was like close. two button pushes away. No kidding? Yeah. Like, oh, Maybe okay. Two to three. I didn't realize I yeah. was that close. You were close. But I'm glad that that job got finished. I, I just, I kind of woke up this morning thinking, oh, I need to go finish that. And then I didn't look. So 
<laughs> good job, good job. Why, That's going to help much. things in the future. What about popcorn? Did you make some popcorn? I one? did not make some popcorn. Due to some uh, icy road conditions, I was not able to get the popcorn maker into the studio this morning. <laughs> it is a little bit of a different morning. We're just glad that there are some things that do not change, like the word. The word does not change. And so going to Colossians 1.27 is where we're going to set our feet this morning. That's right. The uh, verse says, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Think about this. The Heavenly Father's plan from the beginning of time was to place His eternal Son in every believer. And if you are a Christian, all the fullness of God dwells in you. How amazing is that? Christ's life becomes your life. When Christ lives in you, He brings every divine resource with Him. Every time you face a need, it's going to be met with the presence of the crucified, risen, and triumphant Lord of the universe inhabiting you. When God invites you to become involved in his work, he's already placed his son in you so that he can carry out his assignment through your life. Now, this has some pretty significant implications for the Christian life. Discipleship is more than just acquiring, gaining head knowledge, memorizing Bible verses, it is learning to give Jesus total access to your life so that he will live his life through you. Your greatest difficulty will be believing that your relationship with Christ is at the heart of your Christian life. When others watch your face at a time of crisis, do they see the risen Lord responding? Does your family see the difference that Christ makes when you face a need? Here's the big question. What difference does the presence of Jesus Christ make in your life? You know, God wants to reveal himself to those around you by working mightily through you. He wants your family to see Christ in each and every day. God wants to express his love through your life. And there is a great difference between living the Christian life as we so typically think of that big difference between that and allowing Christ to live his life through you. If you want a copy of this morning's devotional, I'd love to get that to you. Simply text the word Devo, D-E-V-O, to 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898. Or you'll find it linked on our Facebook page, Don and Steve in the Morning. Thanks for listening. And we're glad you're with us on this Friday morning here. You know, I don't think it's any uh, sort of coincidence that this morning's devotional was about Christ in us and what that means. This morning, as I was uh, kind of trying to wipe the sleep out of my eyes and get that first cup of coffee in me, happened to uh, be in Romans chapter 8 this morning, and it was talking about the fact that once we are in Christ— he then is in us, and that is just this incredible thing to think about and realize the fact that God chooses to take up residency in us through his spirit. I, I don't know about you, Don, but I find that a little bit mind-blowing, that we can be adopted into the family of God, and then we are joint heirs with Jesus. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, kind of crazy to me that God would say, hey, 
here's the way that I'm going to mark you as mine. I'm going to actually put my spirit in you. I'm going to give you a new identity. I'm going to give you a new future. I'm going to give you a hope of eternity with me as you live here on earth. And then you are going to spend that eternity with me after we pass from this life into the next. It's kind of amazing to think about becoming a a child of God. Think about who we were before we knew Christ and then who we become in that relationship with him and how then we receive that same spirit that empowered Jesus to do all that he did, takes up residency in us. But to live my best life now, right? (laughs) Uh, Not quite. I mean, yes and no, because it all depends on how you define your best life. If we're going to define your best life is wealth and happiness and all the things that culture is going to tell us our best life is, well, no. But if we're going to define our best life... (laughs) I like that. Well, no. (laughs) No, no, just to be blunt about it, no. But if we're going to define best life as eternal life in Christ, as knowing God in a real and personal and intimate way, as having His Spirit take up residency in us, and then all that will be ours on the other side of this life, well, then I guess you could use that phrase. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. If you really get into the scriptures and you see what surrender looks like and you see what the promise of God is and how he'll be with us and he won't leave us, he won't forsake us. He's, as you said, Steve, put his very spirit in us to hold us, if you will, and guide us and give us his wisdom and power and strength. And then he gives us instruction. And this is where I wonder what we do with this. Oftentimes, we can read a devotional, we'll read the passage with it and go, okay, check, got it. And then go about our business. And and it really is our business. It's not the Mm -hmm. Lord. It's not anything that we read in scripture. And I was just recently in Matthew a couple of days ago, reading about the Pharisees. And I think it's really easy for us to call one another a Pharisee or to see someone and go, oh, they're just religious, but they're not living. But here's the question. If you go through what Jesus was saying about the therapy therapies, the Pharisees, if you go through the different um, signs that they were dealing with when it come to their came to their heart and how they were living, and then you look in the mirror and you ask the Lord because He knows us better than we know ourselves. Hey, is this me? Do I? Do you see this in me? I mean, it truly could be that we are living out religiosity and not surrender. And I know as you were in Romans this morning, it, it kind of has the same direction. Like, yeah. are we living the way the scripture has called us to live or are we living for self? Because that one's much easier. Well, it's very easy to live for self, but mm-hmm. I think one of the things that, as I was thinking about this this morning, that can maybe help us diagnose that a little bit is to see what is the state of our our mindset, our heart, you know, where are we kind of uh, emotionally? Uh, because as I was thinking about this, if we really grasp the fact that God has put his spirit in us, mm-hmm. that we have been adopted into his family, that we are joint heirs with Jesus and all that is his is ours, should that not 
lead us to humility? Should that not lead us to gratitude? Should that not lead us to worship? And so if we don't have any sense of humility or gratitude or worship, I think maybe we need to spend a few minutes reflecting on what really is ours in Christ, because I think that's the, the natural fruit of that. I think the other thing that that's going to cause us to do is it's going to cause us to want to fight sin, and because that is true of us, we're then going to have the ability to fight sin in temptation. You know, if there's some sort of sin in our life and we're aware of it and we don't want to fight it, and I think we're kind of living that Pharisee life, we're living that hard-hearted life, we're living that life where we're not really living in the reality of who God says we are, the identity that he has given us as his son or his daughter of God. Mm-hmm. If you want a clarion call as to whether or not you are living for the Lord, you don't ha- have any kind of conviction for that sin, then that's a wake up. That's that's that alarm going off saying, okay, who are you serving today? Are you serving the Lord or are you serving self? Ooh, these are big things. But you know, this is what I think of when I think of the next step in our walk with Christ is, Lord, show me where I am not living for you. And then as I realize that it may be something I don't want to surrender. So then help me surrender it because he does all of that. It's not just push the easy button. It is a process sometimes that the Lord will walk us through and continue to give us that conviction because his spirit lives in, in us. Oh, well, a weekend is here with it being Friday and all that with the snow days that we've had around Middle Tennessee. I know the Hillers, you guys have been kind of watching some movies with the kids and we have introducing been. them to some. Yeah. And maybe new favorites and any remakes you've been watching? You know, not yet. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think, or at least not recently. I can't think of a remake that we've introduced the kids to yet. Okay. Well, yeah, there you? are several of them. Yeah, I don't think, you know, Hannah has like her, <laughs> she has this Rolodex of movies that she likes to go through. And for some reason, repeating them over and over again does not bother her. Okay. So, I, yeah, I they'll be on in the background or whatever. And so I don't always pay attention. None of them remakes. Most of them are animated and they're what you would call kids movies. But she just... I don't know, has an affinity for those. So we've not been watching a lot of movies, but being National Popcorn Day today and being the weekend, I think that looking at some of these remakes is rather entertaining if you're a movie buff. There's one that, well, there's one. I I look at the list of remakes and I think, I haven't even seen the original. And, And that's always the question, right? Is it the original that is best? Or did the remake do it a favor and give it a little bit of a facelift and it and it's better? So that's the question this morning is, is there a remake that you like better than the original? 800-555-7898. There's a movie, Mean Girls. I did not see the original for whatever reason. You know, I think this is a personality thing. I don't like mean people. I, right. Why would I want to watch a movie about mean people that just bugged me? But now it's a remake. Well, I have not seen the original either. I mean, I've seen little bits and clips because there are certain scenes that have kind of gone viral and taken on a life of their own. Uh, But outside of those handful of little clips, I I really have not seen that. 
so yeah, no real desire, but it's done well, apparently. Uh, it did well. It just opened. They pulled in about $32 million over the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday weekend. And maybe it's not necessarily on your radar screen, but it's probably on your kids or your grandkids' radar screen. They're probably well, it's a watching musical that. now. It's a musical now. So I right. wonder, does that make it better? Because now everybody's singing instead of... And I guess they remade the, uh, the, the gal that's coming in from being homeschooled back into the mainstream public school. And, and she's not like this hyper-conservative religious background gal. She's just navigating kind of this foreign land. So, yeah, in the past, it's resonated a lot with folks that are homeschooled and kind of giving validity to, you know, hey, real person here learning yeah. as well. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's one of them. And then there's one that's in the make in the making process, and that is a reboot of the Chronicles of Narnia, and one of the gals is remaking this for Netflix. I am so cautiously excited about this because I love the Chronicles of Narnia. I love sure, that sure. whole series by C.S. Lewis, and the director of this is the same woman who uh, just did Barbie this past year, and that was a huge, huge success. She also did uh, Little Women. And they've already, you know, let it out of the bag who some of the characters are going to be played by, some of those actors. I'm just really, really, really hopeful that they stick to the C.S. Lewis story. Yes. And they don't take a lot of liberty with what Lewis was trying to do in the, the book series. Yes, yes. And I will say that Greta has said that she is terrified to do this series. And it is probably one or two films that's going to come out of this. And it, healthy fear, right? I because hope so. this is a classic. Yep. And you shouldn't mess with the classics. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So this morning, that question that you threw out there, I think is a good one. Uh, are there any movies? that you think the remake is better than the original. Love to know this morning, 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898. Well, I'm kind of curious. Is there a movie that has been remade where you think the remake is better than the original? 800-555-7898 to text in this morning. Lee, appreciate your text. You said that the remake of Ocean's Eleven, definitely better. All right, mm -hmm. maybe I won't waste okay. my time and go back and uh, watch the original, <laughs> but I am kind of curious because I, I am think too, especially about that one. Yeah, because I think they are doing a remake of the remake not that long ago, didn't they? I well, uh, I know we went into Oceans Twelve and Thirteen and Oceans right. Eight, which was the all female heist group. Yeah, so I I can't quite keep up with the Oceans franchise, but Nor can I, I know that all of those are now what you would consider original. That's the thing. Like I would consider the oceans 11 that has um, Clooney and Pitt in that the original. And then you're like, Oh no, 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 no. That is remade from back in the day. And it's like, Oh yeah. And then our kids come along and they think that original to them and their generation would be something like the latest version of footloose over the Christmas holiday. I wanted to watch the one from the eighties. Okay. And yeah. And one of my kids was like, nope, uh, we watch the new one or I don't want to watch it. And I, I don't want to watch the new one. I tried. I started to watch the new one. That first scene just got me. I was like, uh, 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 I don't like that. 
So I turned it off. I'm sure the movie gets better from there. I've heard that it does, but that just jarred me. So I didn't get through the rest of it. I can go back, though, to the other movie, and I know where the scene I don't like is. I can fast forward to that one. <laughs> well, there you go. I, that's one of the things that I, I find kind of amusing is all these different remakes. And I did just, as we're talking right now, I did just come up with another one that I definitely like better than the original. You know, we what? were talking about uh, C.S. Lewis and the Chronicles of Narnia. And the mm-hmm. movie The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe has been made many, many, many times animated, live action, all sorts of different things. But there was one that came out, and now it's on the Disney platform. Um, Walden Media, it came out, and I want to say this was probably about 15 years ago that they started remaking these, and they're done really, 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 really well. I mean, the big Hollywood blockbuster production value to these. Because some of the other ones and the earlier ones, kind of cheesy. But I mm-hmm. like the uh, the way that these new ones, and they've only done three um, of those movies, but I thought those were really good. Mm-hmm. Well, grab your popcorn on this National Popcorn Day, and whether you like the original or the remake or the remake or the remake, because some movies have been redone so many times. I mean, we were even looking at The Wizard of Oz and how that has been redone, but I just, nothing replaces the original, the classic on that. Yeah, I think the uh, 1939 version is probably the one that most of us have seen and think of. And I, right, right? so we go back to that. But that's not even the original time that somebody tried to take that to the screen. There are animated versions and short versions and all of that of that story before that famous 1939 version that starts out in black and white. And then wasn't that the first movie where they incorporated Tech, what they call Technicolor. Yeah, I do think that. I mean, it was such a marvel then, Wizard of Oz was. And then yeah. I think of um, Mary Poppins and My Fair Lady. And I know they weren't quite so close together, but it just, you know, how they incorporated color and some of the state-of-the-art things at the time. And it just makes them classic. As my daddy would say, though, it's the acting. He just appreciated the acting in the old movies And he said, because you didn't have special effects and you didn't have all of the things that would take away from the ability of the actor on the screen. They had to bring their A game or you relegated it to the B roll right away. Yeah. So I I find a lot of those classics, you have to appreciate them from a different standpoint. And that is the ability of the actor. We still have some good actors and actresses, no doubt, but some rely on, yeah, on the help. Let's put it that way.